The following program is intended for mature audiences. Warmest aloha, sir. Hey, Holly. Hi. Holly to you, too. He's so Holly, he doesn't even know he's Holly. I'm tempted to say menehune. Like Hawaiian leprechauns. <laughs> or chipmunks or something. What's wrong with that turtle? He has lung problems because he smoked too much turtle weed, which is bad for you, right, Ola? Hawaii has a big future. I, I, I want to become a part of it. I know every angel of these islands. I'm like a good tourist guy. What we're about to say. She were on a mission. Trying to find a way. I will 
Zid, and welcome to Living the Aloha Life, podcasting Pono on the 808. I'm Wade Paul Man Fishman, and we have two special guests today from 808 Cleanups. I'm Michael Lofton, Executive Director. Hello, Kimiona Kane, Director of Community Outreach. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. You guys are doing great? Yes. Doing very well. We had an awesome cleanup today. What did you guys do today? We were over at Makai Pier. We did a combination beach and underwater cleanup. Really? It was wonderful. So the underwater crew goes into the water and gets fishing line off the reefs. And the team on the beach, they clean up ocean plastics and other litter that's on the beach. Awesome. Kimiona, what did you do today? I took off today. That's a good thing. <laughs> I did a, what time did you get up? I did a workshop, actually. <laughs> I attended a workshop this morning to, oh, yeah? uh, yes, to make uh, jewelry out of uh, shells. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Where'd you find the shells, though? Here on Oahu. Okay, awesome. So we're going to get right into it with 808 Cleanups. This is going to be a podcast based on the nonprofit 808 Cleanups that we're all a part of. And there's a lot of people in Hawaii and on the mainland that aren't sure how to get involved, how to be a part of the organization, whether they're off or on island. And this is probably pretty much going to cover everything you could possibly could cover concerning a nonprofit. So we don't want to hear any excuses. I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> right? So let's do this. What does 808 cleanups encompass? Now, what I mean by that is what type of cleanups does the organization do? Some assume that we only do beach cleanups. Well, our tagline is keeping Hawaii clean from Malka to Makai. So okay. basically mountains to sea, even under the sea. So that includes hiking trails, beaches, parks, along the highways, pretty much anywhere. Any yeah. location is on the table for cleanups. Um Kimione, what are the types of issues we tackle on a daily basis? Gosh, we tackle everything. I think, um, you know, we're working definitely on litter. We work on marine debris. Um, We certainly want to involve ourselves in education Mm -hmm. as well. Um, And we're working in the urban areas. We're working on illegal dumping, derelict vehicles. There's a lot of things. We do everything. We do. (laughs) What is the organization's mission statement essentially mike you know the fundamental thing about what we do is empowering people it truly is empowering people to make these places cleaner safer and stronger connecting people we've had people who make friends with one another yeah you know long friendships and that's the true strength of what we're doing but it's also obviously fundamentally making the communities cleaner and safer it's what we're all about I know when we started this, you know, we weren't actually 501c3, but what does it mean to become now a nonprofit organization, 501c3? Because we had a kind of growing pains in the beginning. What is the difference between doing what we did before and now that we're actually a nonprofit? I think, you know, the standards have definitely risen as far as how we can support volunteers consistently. And we do that seven days a week, 365 a year. Yeah. And that's everything from, you know, providing information to volunteers, providing them support, management, coordination, and as well as as the supplies that we give out to them. Yeah. The, uh, Kimiona, this has been a big question that people always ask. Why weigh the trash at the end of each cleanup? And why is that important? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. I think what... What's important for us to recognize is that, you know, those weights are things that were left in an environment at one point, and it gives a very different picture to our our volunteer group uh, and people who see the work that we do. It paints a really vivid picture of the actual impacts that are left there. Uh, And then we share that information with with people who may, you know, fund us in some point and who uh, give us opportunities to work. Uh, to continue doing this work, that data and collective data. Yeah, how is that compiled and how is that put in? Like, where does that go? That goes all to Mike. Mike, <laughs> Mike, let's talk about data. 
Absolutely. I love talking about data. You know, so what we currently have now is a hodgepodge of different inputs. So we're on social media, so Instagram, Facebook, mm -hmm. Twitter. And I tell people all the time, please share your cleanups. Share, 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 share. Yeah. You can send it to me by the social media. You can email me, however it works for you. Um, we compile that data. We do monthly reports. We do annual reports on what we're doing. What can people do to find information about 808 Cleanups after listening to this podcast? So 808cleanups.org.org is our main website. What's convenient is at the very top, it has all the links to social media. So we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We're on Yelp. Uh, you name it. Check us out on all those links. They're right there at the top of 808cleanups.org. Awesome. Tell us about the 808 Cleanups app beta for iPhone and Android users. How will this application help the organization and its volunteer members? It has a lot of powerful tools that we don't have on social media. Yeah. So we're going to continue doing the social media. We need that. But the app is going to have GPS location. So that's going to be not only for your cleanup check-ins. It's going to be for organizing events. It's going to be for problem reports. And it's also going to have push notifications. So if you're out there in the field and you need help right now, it will push it out to all the app users. All features you can't get on social media. So is anyone else doing an app like this? Do you know of anyone? Not to my knowledge, not for the purposes of what we're trying to do. So this could be just like that start where other people could see this and go, oh, we should do something like this too. Absolutely. You know, if you look at how we started with 808 Cleanups, it was all about helping volunteers connect to tackle these huge problems, yeah. which seemed insurmountable at the beginning. But right. now that people have seen that if people work together and coordinate, it can be done. Okay. Community, why is it so important for the organization to keep the INA clean? Why is there such a passion behind our volunteers to do this, you think? Wow, I think that's an incredible question, Wade. I think <laughs> the first part of that really, really speaks to just our decisions to make this place home yeah. and call this place home, right. um, both for people who are from here and people who have transplanted here. I think that's the deciding factor in how people get involved is they truly appreciate respect and and just are humbled by Hawaii its beauty the serenity that's here and you you see something like that on on the ground trash anywhere and it, you know it just feels uncomfortable for it to be there right exactly you know, I think they just admire Hawaii so much that that becomes just an expectation do you think it's just something in the like for both of you, you think it's, it's something in, in in the individual because uh, you know I'll be on the beach I'll see something like yeah, that doesn't belong there. But mm. then like 5, 10, 20 people will walk by it and it's okay for it to stay there. What, where does this passion come from? And why do some people decide that, eh, someone else will get it? And that, and that strikes... Well, where's that coming from? That strikes fundamentally at what we try to tackle, even yeah. within our group, is that someone else issue. Someone right. else will handle it. That's the biggest hurdle we have to overcome. And so it's actually, a then? Exactly. Okay. It's got to be. It's got to be. Because the fact is, so many people revert to someone else that now we've got so many people not doing anything yeah and all it takes is one person to ignite that spark and yeah. then from there you start growing a movement yeah but i mean really like if we can just kind of slowly get down to the fundamental of why you think there's you know there's obviously over a million people here yet we have an organization that has hundreds that are actually out there doing something about it mm -hmm. how do we get those people involved that are just sitting in the back row from my experience Everyone has their own motivations. Yeah. And one of the things I think has worked really well is by having so many different opportunities to get involved, whether it's the weekly events or the Adopt-A-Site program, eventually you run into people who know one another 
and that family connection, that friend connection, Commodity. Yeah, yeah. really is a huge help. Yeah. So I think the more that we continue to grow in that direction will help engage yeah. a lot more people. Uh, Kimion, you lived here all your life. How has the trash gotten? I mean, has it gotten better? Has it gotten... I mean, where, where are you at? You've seen it all. Right. I have seen it all. And, but I think one of the, the critical pieces to that is, is just awareness. Yeah. You know, prior to, to working in, and doing this work with the organization and the volunteers, it wasn't such a big issue. Like, we would see some stuff. Yeah. But I think just building that, that self-consciousness and that awareness... I mean, you go anywhere now, and for me personally, I see stuff everywhere. That right, because you're, you're aware of it I wouldn't now. have noticed, right? Yeah. Um, I think the just the attention that trash, litter, debris is, is getting nowadays and the research following it and, and the different things that's impacting us globally yeah. has really painted a, um, a broader picture for people to start to, to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I think socially we, you know, like everything else we're being molded to see these things i think now right 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 um how did 808 cleanups get started mike well it was a small <laughs> group of friends including yourself right. you know starting with uh the thing that really just woke us up was people were spray painting on these beautiful rocks and trees on these not even popular hikes more remote kind of out of the way hikes yeah you know it, it was that overall bad side of the let me social stop media. you there because yeah. this has always been a pain in the butt for me where does that mentality come from? Where, where do they feel an entitlement that they think they can just mark it up, mark up something that's not theirs like that? It's just, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like you have to be at such a point where you just think everything is yours. Have you given up on life? Is that why you're doing these things? Uh, complete disregard. <laughs> I, and I think it ties back to just an understanding of how important nature is. You know... It, on one hand, it's funny. People complain about how overbuilt and overurbanized yeah. Oahu is. Well, then now all of a sudden you're bringing that to the hiking trails and to the natural beauty. So it's, it's, it's tough. That that really, for me especially, speaking for myself, woke me up. I'm like, yeah. I, I can't, I, I won't be able to enjoy living here if I if this keeps going that yeah, way. Yeah, no I think Helona Cove was the first graffiti on natural surfaces that we clean, cleaned it up. It was the second one because the first, the first one was one? the arch. The arch was the first. That was the first one. Because it was on that rock underneath. Yep, the and rock. And we said, yep. what is that doing here? Mm-hmm. And then we went over to Helona. Yep. And we saw it. Maybe we saw it on the... the we saw tags, it, yeah. Yeah, we saw it from the actual lookout. And then we... I don't know. Who, who decided to go over the rocks and see that disaster over there? It was either uh, myself or David. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was just horrible. Yeah. And then um, I believe the next natural surface we removed was uh, Pele's chair. We that tried. Right, I mean, yeah. it's it's been a process with Pele's chair. It looks really Absolutely. good these days. Yeah. The, whatever is remaining is just really baked into it. So yeah, it'll not... come off in time. But I haven't seen anything new in maybe a couple years now. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the same thing with Aluna. I've never seen it again since we cleaned it up that time. Yeah. I think I definitely. Mean, man, that's been impressive that it hasn't got back there. I, and I'm so happy with that. And also I've seen the pallet bonfires reduced too. I think we've. Through what we've done and working yeah. with partners, people a lot of the are, word has gotten out. We're educating. Yeah. I mean, whether I've, I've spoken to people personally yeah. regarding some of these issues, sometimes close to a thousand people on the pallet bonfires yeah. through them alone. And then as well as the news outlets that we've been able to yeah. spread the word through. I mean, I think we really started when, um, I think we just seen an uptick in trash. I mean, for me doing my tours, I started to see more and more trash and my I, I didn't have any reasons to give the guests anymore of why there's trash in hawaii because mm-hmm. they say it's so it's so beautiful here why do you guys have trash yeah you know this isn't this isn't the mainland you know and then we all got together and then we started seeing the graffiti on natural surfaces and we're like 
we got to put something together here. I mean, we we ran as a just was it just a group of friends? Yeah. And until how long before we actually formed a 501c? Was it was it six months to a year in? Well, let's see. We started uh, the first cleanups we did were probably yeah. March 2014, and then I think for the remainder of the year we started getting more cleanups in slowly. Yeah. And then I think towards the end of that year, we decided as a group we would do 501c3. Yeah, because we're going to be broke if we don't. Pretty much. We, <laughs> that was the thing. That was the whole thing. And I remember I remember, I was probably the most skeptical about doing yeah, it because yeah, I thought yeah. we'll do fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I just saw the growth, and I'm like, okay, I'm on board. And then we ended up getting that for March 2015. Yeah, and it worked out great. So here we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are the future goals of the organization? What are the biggest goals that we want to achieve probably in the next two to three years i don't know have you thought of anything that you're always thinking dude you know i, I am i'm sure I, you're thinking five years out for all of us <laughs> yeah, the the ultimate goal yeah is well there, let me make two ultimate goals and i'll leave it at that is first is keep connecting people that's been so valuable i i love the fact that people are making like-minded friends through this yeah and that's going to sustain it long term and then the second thing is I want to make a lot of what we do right now obsolete. Yeah. And that's the nature tags. That's the pallet bonfires, the dumping, all the stupid stuff. And that's yeah. there's so many reasons why, like, illegal dumping occurs. We're going to have to address city policies on stuff. Like, why are they turning people away from the convenience centers? That's You know where that yeah, stuff's going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a whole nother show. And there's some <laughs> stuff moving on that now. But I want to, I want to tell people... You know, years from now, this is how it was. And I want kids' generations from now to not believe us. They'll be like, there's no way no it was way. that trash. Because that's how nice things will be. Yeah. And so that will, so that what are we going to be doing? Yeah. And then we'll be focused on <laughs> core refrestoration, native oh, plant restoration, okay. all that good stuff. Okay, cool. That makes sense. And now. then we'll be able to doc, we'll have documented this. We can point and be like, look, see, look, look, what's look, happened. We were, look what we did. This is what we did. All right. And so, yeah. Um, 808 Cleanups is headquarters pretty much on Oahu. But is 808 Cleanups looking for volunteer leaders on the other islands? And how do the volunteers of those islands get involved? What yeah. do you got, Kimiona? What do you got? I, you know, that is, that's incredible because that is definitely where I, I'd like to see us head. Yeah. You know, I think um, Oahu is very saturated with, with people, with population, and we've got a great group of people here. And we have a lot more opportunities in a lot more places around the state on different islands that I think we are going to be really reaching out to yeah. and starting to build uh, an awareness first and foremost. And then that, that stewardship mindset, you yeah. know, re restarting that stewardship mindset that exists. Beth, did Beth get a hold of one of you guys? Yes, she got a hold of me. Okay. So she's a good friend, friend, friends of mine and she's all gung ho. She wants to start doing something over in Kailua Kona. And then I have another guy who's over in uh, Hilo. So mm -hmm. talk about how the process of someone is on like say one of the other islands and they're like they're starting to do cleanups how are they going to get involved how, how, how is this going to happen are supplies going to be sent like how do they what do they do first what's the process and how that works absolutely and we've done this before with with other groups too is what first we want to see just some activity on that that side yeah no one's some, getting freebies yeah sometimes we get <laughs> sometimes we have people contact us out of the blue for stuff and i haven't seen activity yet so i do have to kind of do case-by-case -case basis but if someone is showing a willingness to take leadership, we can definitely set them up with supplies. It's most efficient to actually um, set them up with stuff on islands. So if there's a Home Depot on the island, which mm -hmm. every main island does have one, we could put in a purchase order online and just have them pick it up. Have them so, pick it up. And then, oh, of course, cool. there's stuff like our shirts, which we 
load mail. Okay. Um, so different tactics. We go with what's the most cost effective. Okay, cool. Okay, we guys. Can fly up. What? You can fly <laughs> out? <laughs> we can yeah, certainly so I mean, fly uh, up. Well, eventually, don't we want to start doing that? Getting <laughs> the other islands, doing some we training, do. doing some different things on the other islands. We want to keep growing. We want to create more leadership courses and provide yeah. people the ability to really shine. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to listen to an 808 podcast ad, and we'll be right back. Hawaii is one of the most beautiful places on Earth, and 808 Cleanup intends on keeping it that way. The 501c3 environmental nonprofit's main mission is restoring Hawaii's natural beauty for its local community and visitors. 808 Cleanup empowers volunteers to conduct decentralized cleanups through the Adopt-A-Site campaign, responding to littering and vandalism of Hawaii's natural spaces, tagging and graffiti removal, saving Hawaii's indigenous ecosystem, and building sustainable solutions with local communities and nonprofit partners. If you love Hawaii and wish for its beauty to remain for generations to come, consider donating to a great cause and supporting 808 Cleanup's mission to keep Hawaii clean from Mauka to Makai at 808cleanups.org. All right, we're back. What'd you guys hear? Think of that. What do you think of Wes LeClay's sexy voice? Beautiful. <laughs> Couldn't have done it better myself. <laughs> Could've. I oh, good. You could have <laughs> done it. Could you've done it? <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> okay, let's get right back into this. Where do people find a list of upcoming cleanup events? So back to 808cleanups.org. Yeah. There's the calendar link. Click right on it. And we have a suite of cleanup events, including our organization events as well as partner events listed yeah. on there. Okay, cool. What do they need to do to join a cleanup? So on that calendar page, there is a link to the waiver form. We ask that every participant sign that. And if they have kids, that they sign for them as well. Okay. And it's a sign once and you're good for about a year. Okay. What should they wear and bring? Does the organization provide equipment for volunteers to use? Yes. For our events, we provide all the clamp supplies. And for each event, based on the style of the event, you'll want to read that description very clearly carefully and yeah. see if you need to do anything special okay a community volunteer question came in i recently did a beach cleanup with another organization and was only provided one glove in a bag so we were picking up microplastics by hand and although i love being involved it didn't feel very efficient or safe what exact equipment does 808 cleanups provide to help me with my cleanup so for a microplastics cleanup for example um, we do provide full pairs of gloves and we like to do both dry and wet sifting. So we have buckets and the purple nets that you might find at the store. All right. And for dry sifting, you just use the net to sift out plastics from the sand. And for wet sifting, you can fill one of those buckets with ocean water. Yeah. And you can dip that net in there and separate everything automatically. Yeah. So we definitely innovate all the time. And we get a lot of great ideas from the volunteers on how to design something yeah. and implement it into our process. We have any inventions going on right now? We got quite a few, both stuff yeah. that we're What's developing that? in-house and, and also partners. So um, I'm pretty happy with the knife casings I made for okay. uh, those big nets that wash up. We got some new bags going on right here? We do. We, <laughs> sure, we sure do, yes. We definitely do. And we got the, the what is it, the shift? What is it, the, the shifters or whatever? That what, what, so Talk about that guy who's working. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, don't, I can't think about it. In my, so Ray's yeah. been developing the buoyancy Ray who? separation. Who is, what's his name? Um, Oh, do you know his mangle. last name? I do know his last name. I'm going to mangle it. It's uh, <laughs> it's tough. It's difficult. <laughs> Ivazian. Just say Ray. It's, it's Ray Ivazian, I okay. think. Okay. That's uh, close enough, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm, I hope we don't hear this. How did he get involved first with the organization, and what 
what what where is this passion coming from him to mm-hmm. get involved the way he is with us? He he either heard about us directly or through our partners like Surfrider Sustainable Coastlines, mm-hmm. and the opportunity came up to help fund his projects. And so we used some of our funding to fund some of his devices, which he's he's been awesome. He's going to schools and helping them build it. Yeah. Um, and what it is is it's another way to wet sift, and also the outreach is tremendous. He is sifting stuff down to smaller than the than a hair wow you know the stuff that's ending up in our salts and all these random you yeah. know the antarctic ice all these plastics yeah, right. ending up everywhere wow that's crazy and you know it's about the outreach it's about making people realize right how bad this is and how yeah. we need to start changing yeah wow how could a new person get involved in 808 cleanups for instance how do you join a cleanup event exactly how mike explained it that was it <laughs> right on the, like the website the website has everything that you would need to to equip yourself with the knowledge of joining a, an event yeah um the calendar takes you directly to the event information um there's also ways on the website that helps you get involved there's a get involved link as well okay which walks you through step by step exactly what you're going to need but what if you're you know, you're a little more introvert, right? And mm-hmm. you, you know, you're intimidated to join a cleanup for the first time. You don't know anybody. You don't know what to do. Is there any way or anyone you can talk to personally? Is there a contact number? You say maybe someone just wants to talk with somebody. Right. Sure. And, you know, they're not, they're not outgoing and they just want, they wanted, they're so, the desires to do this, but they're, they have some anxieties. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I'll let our work? audience in on a little secret. I used to be a huge introvert. You're not for, anymore. For, for many years. <laughs> and Get involved with us. You won't yeah, be anymore. This, this, <laughs> we'll break it down. And then 808 Camps <laughs> has really opened me up. I meet so many great people. It's fantastic. So in answer to your question, if they want to converse with me or Kimona privately, we do have our emails. I'll do it too. Yeah. You can get a hold of me. I, I've actually put together a, uh, a women's group. And anytime a new woman wants to become a part of the organization, I put them through to people um, with like Penny mm-hmm. and uh, Ollie and Trina and stuff like that. And these women are going to the cleanups with them and yeah. they're getting involved and they feel comfortable. Wonderful. So you, you relationships and yeah. mentorship. So you can contact any of us personally, email or you can call the phone number or anything. Will we? I mean, how, who's 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 on that phone number over there? Well, is that being picked up? What's going on? They can go to either of us. Yeah, either of us. <laughs> yeah. So, so someone's picking it someone's up. Someone's picking it up. <laughs> Even though when you're out under the water somewhere, you'll pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not then. But we'll do our best. <laughs> we'll do our best. <laughs> okay. What does it mean to adopt a site? Now, this is one of the things we've been pushing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. What is that all about? Let's really break it down for everyone so they understand what's going on because you know it's like that adopt a highway type of thing right sure. so break that down adopt a site what is it all about one of the big assumptions that to ease people onto is it's not like you're signing off your life on some sort of commitment it's it's s- not so there are not. no requirements or commitments to it or is there in a way we it's, so the stuff we put in is just to kind of help motivate people to do stuff so for example let's say you pick a site and you can pick any site yeah you pick site one that's mm-hmm. your adopted site all we ask is that you do at least one cleanup per month because that's pretty reasonable. Well, that's reasonable. And then the other important thing is share your cleanups because how are we going to know what's going on if people right. won't share? And that's right. that's probably the most key thing I reemphasize. Okay. Um, and that includes pictures. You know, you guys having fun doing the cleanup before and after of the site you cleaned up. Um, we provide the luggage scales, so you know we want to get the data from that. Okay. Um, and people may not think it's a big deal, but as we were saying before, the data is very important. On top of that. 
we want people to meet one another and see, you know, maybe there's a cleanup near you. And yeah. you're like, I need friends. I want to join friends. Yeah. Um, if you're an introvert, like we we're talking about, yep. you're more than welcome to do solo cleanups. But please let us know what you're doing. Email us, social media yeah, posts, let, whatever let, you feel yeah, comfortable yeah. with. Um, how do you go about adopting your own site? How, is there a process? Uh, there is. So okay. on the website for Adopt-A-Site, uh, there's a specific page that leads you through it. And it's going to become even easier, and I'm super excited about that app coming up. That's going to help you even How is that, that going to, yeah, let's talk about how that's going to sure. help the Adopt-A-Site situation. So really, the app is, is almost tailored to help with the Adopt-A-Site because it's going to have GPS locations. Mm-hmm. So whether it's a fixed adopted site, which you can plug into the app, or it's cleaning up as you go to other sites, yeah. you will start building our database and a visual map that all the volunteers on there can see and know what's going on. Okay. And that's really going to help us attack areas that need help and also let you know maybe an area already got cleaned and it's good for at least yeah, for another yeah. week or so. Uh, Camino, can you share and adopt a site with other people? Or another person. Absolutely. And work with them like you'll do it this month and I'll do it next month or I'll do it this week, you'll do it this week. Absolutely, absolutely. I think what we... What I what I like to encourage is is you know the more people touching the land the better and you know if we have people multiple people sharing in that responsibility and stewardship things just happens to be you know so much efficient it becomes much more efficient it becomes so much more clean and and you know one of the biggest points that I like to share when it comes to adopt a site it's it's at your leisure yeah it's not like you have to do it nine o'clock in the morning it doesn't have to be done on a Saturday it can be done when you want to make time to yeah. do it oh well you have you know? the free time to absolutely do it. so yeah. it's it's really up to you in that sense and the more people that's at those sites it's not even about a competition at that point it's just about yeah. linking them up and hey if we can get that kind of attention to every site out here just imagine the possibilities right yeah it's enormous okay guys we're going to be taking a break and i'm going to ask each of you what kind of music you dig in these days <laughs> 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 name something uh, come on guys you're gonna name something I'm gonna play it I'm gonna play it oh my goodness yeah you, anything you got it doesn't even matter anything that you like it doesn't even All have right. to be Hawaiian it doesn't even have to be well Hawaiian. you know what I'm a I'm a born and bred Hawaiian okay so I am anything from who right now I'm on this huge um, I'm just loving the work done by a group called Navai Eha they're from Maui and their music you're gonna have to spell just, that for me <laughs> <laughs> their music <laughs> And and the talent that has come out of these young boys. Yeah. Um, these and they're men, from Maui. They're from Maui. Okay. And they have just, I mean, they've taken the what I feel is contemporary hula, uh, contemporary Hawaiian music. Yeah. To to just sites unseen. Okay. Awesome. Um, How long have they been around for? Ooh, I'm not sure about that. I think individually as solo artists. Are they kids? Are they younger? They're in their twenties. Yeah, they're in their twenties. Okay, I might not even um, heard them yet. And uh, they just sing beautiful falsetto music. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, that's well, what I'm on right now, Navaeha. Okay, we'll play something from them. And Mike, it, this can be like you're doing a cleanup and that, that song gets you in your head. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Anything. Well, I do love my 80s music. Okay. But I also something from the 80s. <laughs> hey, 80s is perfectly fine. We play 80s in the shows. Oh, my goodness. Huh, something from the 80s. How about some Tears for Fears? Tears from Fears. Yeah. Okay, we'll get that in there. All right. <laughs> okay, guys, we'll be right back. Shoots. Hello, 
alive, you know. Oh, what are you guys talking good. about? What's going on at Morning Brew? Oh, we got a great opportunity to meet Tell with me. some awesome people Let's tomorrow. Let's hear this. Let's hear about Morning Brew. <laughs> we're back, by the way. Hi, welcome back. Hey. <laughs> What's going on at Morning Brew? So we're meeting with uh, another team that's developing a way to sift plastics from uh, the sand. Oh, perfect. And they were working with Ray, who I mentioned earlier. Right, right. Uh, over there on Hawaii Island at Camilo Point, which yeah. is one of the worst hit beaches in the islands. Absolutely. Oh, wow. So what is up with... Uh, so you got this sifter, right? Why can't we develop a bigger one and have the state run their tractors on the beaches every morning and do all this for us? What is going on with that? Because you know what? I'll be honest with you. That's what happened on the mainland where I lived. What's going on? Well, we do have those sifters here we in do. Waikiki. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, is not that why Waikiki is always the only beaches no that plastic. matter? There's no plastic on Waikiki. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's not where the ocean plastics hit. Um, so it... Uh, the bottom line that's is, is interesting. that there's priorities. That's there's, interesting. There's priorities. And, I mean, just, it, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent. Yeah, but, a political but, tangent. But not that. But, I mean, just even with, with the uh, the stuff in the news recently about the streams, uh, yeah. wanting to put dams up in the upper watershed. Okay, yeah. So, you know what? We're going to get into some controversy here. Just okay. before we start getting back into this, and I promise I won't swear. Um, what is going on with them wanting to do that? And it's even in your valley too, right? Yeah, Palolo. in the stream right behind me. What, explain that to people because people have been actually questioning. And, and wh Why do people care? We don't want Waikiki to get flooded. What, what is going on? It's something that's, it's a century in the making. Waikiki yeah. was originally wetlands. Of course. And it was built up to for the hotel industry. Yeah. And they built the Alawai with one outlet, originally it was supposed to be two, and right. so on and so forth. Anyway, you know, people should have known at the time, and certainly they do now, that area can flood if we got heavy rain. Absolutely. Um, and it's flooded many times before. And we're so, lucky from this last hurricane, we got missed. So now the talk with Army Corps engineers is warning people about a 100-year flood, yeah. which we all know certainly could happen. Yeah, That's yeah. how it goes. But their solution to it is to do more engineering, and this time they want to engineer the upper watershed and build these retention basins, which uh, will certainly allow water flow but what it'll do is during these floods it'll back it up and keep it from surging yeah but here's the problem who is gets screwed we have a lot of canals in maintained areas that aren't maintained already i know and they're filled up with trash and mangroves and yeah. all these other things yeah. sediment we're just we're disturbing the upper watershed mike do we know whose responsibility it is to keep those flowing you know what i would say the state but when i ask people who i think it is they say it's someone else they do this thing. They do the. I guess it's not that cool, Yana. And yeah, <laughs> so their responsibility. And it, it's very unfortunate. So we still don't have an answer on that. We do not. That's. And I think it's going to differ by site too. Yeah, yeah. One of the big issues we deal with with AOA cleanups. Yeah. Is we find a site that's been dumped and trashed for years, yeah. decades, and we want to clean it up. Well, for one thing, the Department of Environmental Services doesn't want us to haul stuff directly. Yeah. So then we try to find the agency that manages that land. Well, then they give us the little do -si do you know, it's the other guy routine. Yeah. So it really puts us in a tough spot, and we're trying yeah. to work on cleaning that up. Now, before we get actually back into the questions, we're in the controversy kind of area. So talk about the whole dumping thing and why you guys believe or see that happening right now. Why, why are people dumping cars? Why are people dumping refrigerators and stoves and everything on the side of the road? You know, I, I think for, for me and what I've seen, yeah. um, sometimes convenience centers aren't convenient. 
<laughs> you know, I mean. You mean sometimes they just turn you around? <laughs> they they turn you around. They may not even be open. Yeah. You know, and. You're not going to bring it all the way back home. You're going to dump it right certainly outside. Certainly not. And especially if you have to travel to get to some of these sites, you know. Yeah. In some areas, there's a convenience center in every yeah. other town or, you yeah. know, but not everywhere. And yeah. this new bulk pickup by appointment thing, I think it's just going to make this. Disaster. All worse. Oh, God. Lord. All worse. I'm already seeing stuff build up in my neighborhood. I don't think the word got out. No. Michael, why is somebody bringing something to Kailua, and then Kailua is telling them to bring something to Kapolei? No one's doing that, Mike. Right. Why is that happening? It's They have set procedures. The bureaucracy has their rules they want to follow. And whatever happens in reality doesn't really factor in, unfortunately. Yeah. So right. it's just it's kind of a mismanaged system. It Absolutely. Is. It's been mismanaged for many decades, and unfortunately, there are good, there are very good people oh, I'm sure. yeah, trying to is. work in the system. And I start talking with them, and then all of a sudden, I don't hear from them. Oh, they left because they couldn't take it anymore. They're done with that system they yeah, were trying to fix. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, it, the yeah. people who could change it, they get burned out. They right. Need. So I mean, the people who just stay in it, they've just been, they've become complacent, and yep. they've just said, you know what. I just need to flow with the show. Yeah, you either fit into the mold properly, yeah. or you get kicked out. You got to become system just it's works either you, you become out. a part of the Borg, or you need to leave the Borg. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that what you're seeing too, Camione? It's just like I agree. I, I think our whole infrastructure, when it comes to just solid waste here in period in general, yeah, you know, we're we're on an island, and you only have so much land that you can use to put to that, and. You know, I, I think Hawaii is a little behind when it comes to recycling and, and doing those things. And, and even the bulky things, you know, we, we yeah. have to send stuff away. You know, I we mean, have I, to I, ship it out. Yeah, and I think also the fact that I think now as prices are going to be putting on things and things like that, people are, it's just more money out of their pockets. Right. So they're going to just leave it down the street and it's going to get worse. I mean, so there has to be a solution to this. Right. How? I don't know. Okay, back to reality. Which that is reality, but <laughs> that's our reality. <laughs> that's our reality. If you go to a beach or park, is it okay for you to bring a trash bag and do your own cleanup and post it on the 808 Cleanups Facebook group, even though you're not really a part of the organization yet? Yeah, that's how you get involved. And, you know, we want people to feel welcome. And absolutely, every one of those instances, we want people to share those. Yeah. And we will add it to the database so that other people can see it. But we want people to feel welcome. We make it so easy to get involved. Yeah. And where 808 Clamps can come into the picture is we help you get the word out. And we can also help you if you need supplies. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are asking, is there a volunteer directory available for someone to tap into? There is. Okay. So we've got one on the website right now. It's on the Adopt-A-Site page. And we've got people who have volunteered to go into the directory. And back to the app, the app's going to be the takeover from that once that goes online. Yeah. Okay, a community volunteer question is, I can't interpret the little map with the dots on the website. Help me. Okay. So if they're talking about the Adopt-A-Site map, that is where cleanups have occurred. Okay. And it's currently on a three-month program. And when you zoom in on the dots, it's going to show you the locations a cleanup occurred at. That's probably what the problem was. Thank you, Michael. Absolutely. <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it important for everyone to post and share cleanups on social media? And well, what do you got? What do you got? Many, <laughs> there's many different whys, I think. I think one of the, the most powerful whys is just to share the awareness with other people. Yeah. 
you know, obviously we have some data collecting information that we need, uh, you know, to help with we'll the organization. We'll talk about that because people don't, I mean, we kind of kind of talked a little bit about yeah. that, but tell them the importance of that because it helps our organization. It, it sure does. It, you know, it really demonstrates our impacts as an organization. And, you know, that kind of gives us some bargaining power in a sense mm -hmm, uh, when mm -hmm. it comes to certainly looking for funding and and grants that help assist the work that the volunteers do you know we're, yeah. we're a nonprofit, so we really work towards getting those in place and it comes through partly it comes through just how many people are out there being involved and then it comes through the data and, and you know what we can show for the work that's done right yeah 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 uh, what type of pictures should they be posting Mike I like to see before pictures, Okay. Um, action shots of the cleanup. You know, people love seeing people having fun. And mm -hmm. when I go out to the cleanups, I see people having a great time. Okay. So I like to capture that group photo of everyone at the end. And then, of course, what you collected in buckets or bags. Um, and then along with the scale, um, you can take pictures of the scale for recording that too if you want. Right. Uh, you can post directly to the Facebook page, but how do you share your cleanups on Instagram? That is an excellent question. And I found this out the hard way. Yeah. So Instagram's trickier, but not insurmountable. So basically, if you have a public profile that mm -hmm. anyone can see, you can just tag us at 808 Cleanups in the photo and we'll see it. You could also do hashtag 808 Cleanups. Okay. Now, if you have a private profile that someone has to be your friend to see, well, obviously, we, we're not going to go out and pry into people's lives. But what you can do is you can DM us. You can send us a private message through Instagram yeah. with the photos and just write what you found, maybe the data from the scale. Um, so you can certainly do it that way as well. Okay, cool. Does 808 Cleanups collaborate and partner with other nonprofit organizations, especially others that have a similar mission? We absolutely do, and, and we've been doing it for, them. Yeah. for quite a few years now. Mm -hmm. Surfrider Foundation, all the island chapters, Sustainable Coastlines Hawaii, Hui Poco, which does the stream and fish pond restorations, Hawaii Wildlife Fund on Big Island, and uh, Protectors of Paradise, a growing group on the west, west side. side. And we have a lot of partners <clears throat> on the neighbor islands, too. So we mentioned we want to grow ourselves. Yeah. In the meantime, we also want to help promote other groups that are doing these great works on the islands as well awesome how can you contribute to 808 cleanups if you live on the mainland on the website 808cleanups.org you can go to our donate page we actually have quite a few options so you have paypal options you have credit card options we have our mailing address with our p.o box you're welcome to mail us a check uh, for all those instances you will get a confirmation for your tax donation purposes, we'll send you that. Mm -hmm. uh, there's other options too. Um, we're now partners with Aloha United Way, so they do awesome. have a, We do have a designation number with them, and also if you like to shop at Amazon Smile, you can set us as the beneficiary. All right. Can you join a cleanup when you come on vacation to Hawaii? How do you set that up before ahead when you get here? How do you go about doing that, Kimiana? Google. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's actually people it ask these a lot. people ask these questions. Yeah, yeah, it happens yeah. a lot more than I think we've we've recognized. Where right? we you know when people travel, typically they'll Yelp things that they want to do, whether yeah. it's a restaurant, where to stay, places they to wanna visit. They want to do a cleanup, right? And <laughs> believe it or not, you know, where yeah. I think it's it's such a blessing. It's a it's it is due to the hard work that people in the the volunteer group has put out there that we are actually listed 
in a Google search. You can find yes. us through Google. Yeah, yeah. You can oh, find yeah. us on Yelp. Yeah. And um, it's as simple as just getting to that point, choosing right. that you want to come to the islands yeah. and then wanting to give back in a sense of volunteering. Yeah. You can connect that way to through those sites to our website directly and then yep. automatically walk your way through yeah. how to connect with right. us out in the field yeah and uh, in 2020 we also hope to be doing uh volunteerism tours with the nonprofit. we right. can spend the day out on the beaches out in the hiking trails so you're getting a workout you're getting to do a cleanup maybe we'll we'll get you guys maybe to to remove some invasive species maybe plant mm -hmm. some indigenous species so then the next time you come out you're gonna see wow Look how wonderful my tree looks now. Absolutely. You know, and you're contributing to Hawaii even though you're not here during the year until maybe you come out every year and you can do a new tour with us. So it's kind of seeing Hawaii, but it's also giving back to Hawaii as well. Right. And it's helping the organization. And so. we want people to start coming back and saying things are getting better versus things aren't looking as exactly. good as the last time. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, is that a lot of the tours that I've gone on with people, they usually come out and see me every year, and they have been saying that. Mm -hmm. They're saying, I remember when we would go out to Laie Point, there's trash from the fishermen, there's trash everywhere. Now, there's very few to nothing there, mm -hmm. which is wonderful. So definitely things are changing in certain locations. That's great. Uh, no more trash over at... Cavela now and those those areas so it's good things are changing things are getting better so okay we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back hey how's it and welcome to the aloha life podcast you're listening to us because we have great patrons who have joined our patreon page and have become members of the podcast by supporting and donating to our show without our patrons like you we wouldn't be on the air so if you enjoy the podcast and want to hear more shows every week please do take a moment to join us and become a patron of our podcast at patreon.com forward slash living the aloha life and thank you so much for your support all right we're back we're in the End game. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get started Don't on that. Don't even get started on that movie. We got screwed but on go that one. But <laughs> yeah, go see it, though. Go see it. Go see it. Okay. What have been some of the best unexpected perks of being involved in 808 cleanups? Do we get perks? We sure do. <laughs> you know, Tell me I, about I, them. I I'm going to let you in on the secret, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> one of the perks that yeah, I found... Yeah. Um, and it's a true blessing is just when we have the opportunity to plant seeds in the minds and in the hearts of our youth yeah. here, that to me is one of the most rewarding moments that I've found. And I never thought it would be that impactful for me to yeah. share about trash, right? <laughs> right. Rubbish. With a kindergartner. But yet when I leave these schools... Yeah. It is such a reward. Can we now that you're talking about yeah. that? Can we talk about the whole entire outreach and where are we on the education part of of the nonprofit, uh, Kimiona? We're we're making some moves, I think. So, we're, can we talk? Can we discuss that? Absolutely. Can we discuss that to the public here? Okay, yeah, well, where I, are we? What moves? Are I we think making? one of my my personal goals is really to get into the educational system and and really start to, like I said, plant seeds. It's it's more than just showing up to a beach or a site that they choose and doing a cleanup but it's yeah. actually getting them into the classroom um, sharing with them not just what they see out in the environments but we really focus in on behaviors and mindsets that they can adopt yeah. for themselves yeah. and bring awareness to for themselves that can change some of the other things that impact us out in the environments right, right. so when it comes to things like recycling uh, or reusable you know reusable things there's there's other options that i think we can share with them that have been shared with them and that's a step in the right direction you know, you think, and it, it's going to be different from yeah. every age group, but certainly it's 
right where where I feel we can make some some improvements. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly agree. We can finally grow in those areas. You know, for quite a while we we're mostly focused on the feel, which which is something I do like. Um, and there's definitely going to continue to be the strengths there because nothing mm -hmm. beats coming out to the field. In fact, yeah. uh, one example recently was we had uh, elementary school in Hawaii Kai that wanted to have a speak and just I didn't have the time for, for that engagement, but I did invite them to Makai Pier. Mm -hmm. They came out. They said that was phenomenal. Not only did they see firsthand and help with yeah. that, they also got materials for their project, for their class project. Yeah. And uh, they even sent a thank you card thanking me for that. So yeah, um, there's definitely going to be um, a mix of both. I think that'll be valuable going forward. Do you guys I believe that if we had a speaker that was just a volunteer, but um, we had a speaker that would be dedicated, could we fill up a school every week? With a, with a, could that volunteer speaker be at a school every week? I absolutely, absolutely. believe so. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually... This Are we is, looking for one? This is... Yeah. We were definitely seeking people like what that. What are we seeking? <laughs> Are we seeking any volunteers for you know, specific things right now? We, we've had natural leaders rise to the occasion yeah. in so many yes. ways that I think between Kimion and I, we just need to put the feelers out and talk with people and say... Yeah, because you guys are doing a lot right now. You can't do everything. We cannot. We get invited to a lot of things. We do our best, but we're only two people. What things do you wish there would be two of you to do? Oh, my goodness. No, be honest, because maybe there's people out there who could help us. Mm-hmm. What you know, things do we need people to help us with, like, kind of? The main areas that I like to grow is just getting more people involved. So more cheerleaders, more people who speak about 808 cleanups. Okay. And exactly, the outreach. Like that. I, I think yeah. the outreach would, would be huge. That absolutely. would be huge. So if there's any people out there that are on island and are speakers, sure. get and a hold of us. It can be neighbor us. islands. It can be neighbor islands, mainland. Yeah. It can be international. Yeah, because they could speak on their islands about exactly. us. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Is that cool? It, absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Right on. Does 808 cleanups provide education or do outreach well there you go <laughs> <laughs> we did that was the next question we do yeah. but you know what's also really unique about our our organization is we have volunteer leaders who are also educators yeah and there's a handful of them out there even more than that that are leading through example yeah. so it's not about michael and i coming in it's about these educators who've already identified this need yeah. and are bringing their schools out yeah, yeah, And there's yeah. so many wonderful programs that these educators have put in to their school and the philosophies that surround their classroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's awesome. Wow. In line with what Kimiona just said, I want people to look at 808 clamps as not stuff just coming from the top, from the leadership like Kimiona and I. I want them to look at 808 clamps and see how their project can become a part of this huge collaborative effort. Yeah. Because there's great stuff going on. And maybe people just need a little extra oomph little support to kind of get their project off the ground and that is right. absolutely where we can fit in it doesn't oh, yeah, have to yeah. be fit into what we're aligned with it can be something right. we haven't dealt with but we want to support right absolutely. right 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 and there's a lot of opportunities there yeah yeah definitely right? definitely some sponsors of 808 cleanups we got some sponsors we absolutely let's, let's give them a shout out Okay, can you name them all? Or? Uh, oh, gosh. It's a we, we got can a name lot. one. We, we, <laughs> we've got Castle Foundation. All right. We have Hawaii Community Foundation. We have City and County of Honolulu. Who is that's impressive. That yeah. is. So that's great. We've had uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. We've had the League of Women Voters. We've had Macy's. We've had Zippies. 
We've had Home Depot. Correct. I mean, there's so many. There's many, many more, and I don't mean just respect and some to of them. Like Brody's. Yeah, yeah. Lex and, Brody's. Absolutely. Yeah, and some of them contribute financially or with supplies absolutely. or support. So a lot of those businesses and entities, they um, provide grants, mm-hmm. fo- foundational grants. Um, some of them are in kind too. We've had Red Wing um, provide some awesome top of the line gloves and yeah. glasses to protect volunteers in the field. Yeah. So we love donations of any kind. We will put it to work. For the greater good. All right. Uh, community volunteer question. How can I earn my orange? <laughs> <laughs> it we, is possible. It is. <laughs> we make it so easy. Uh. So if you join our adopt a site program, guess what? You get that shirt day one, okay. right when you pick up your starter supplies. Okay, right as soon as you adopt a site. Absolutely. All right. Um, and if you join us for the clamp events, Probably by the second one, once I see you on a regular basis, I'll give you one. So it's just kind of just to make sure stuff yeah. doesn't just disappear into the right, universe. Right, right, we want right. to see a little bit of commitment. Okay. But obviously with Adopt-A-Site, quickest and easiest way to get it. Okay, cool. Why is it a problem to have pallet bonfires on the beach? Is there other beach etiquette I should be aware of to protect the Ina? Right. That's a big one. I mean, that's Wire, something we've been working pallet on. Bonfires. Been working on it for a long time. It, man. You know what? Pallet bonfires are just horrible. They really are. Count the, the, the reasons why, Kimiona. Hey, I don't have enough <laughs> fingers. <laughs> but right off the top of my head, you know, nails. Yeah. Staples. These these things are used in pallets, and they're used in, by the hundreds. The wood has chemicals on. Absolutely. Yeah. The wood is is chemically treated. Yeah. Um, most of the times, what's associated with bonfires is alcohol use yeah. and you know that becomes an issue cigarette you find butts bottle you know smash bat- bottles yeah. glasses broken in shards all over the beach these things don't just disappear and then what also happens is you know these pallets are left to burn yeah and then they think you know you just bury it and it's nope. gonna be fine and that's even worse you know we've come across still steaming hot pits Coals, yeah and that's that's not good. No. Yeah, that's no. so dangerous on many fronts. And for, I for add yeah, one for, more thing to that. So, yeah, go ahead. Um, one of the creatures we're helping with in our that's project is about. the Hawaiian yellow faced bee. Now, talk about specifically at the coastline over there, Kiwi, right? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. What is going on over there? Because a lot of people don't understand, oh, it's just a bonfire, you know, blah, blah, blah. Go, talk about why and how it affects other species around there. Absolutely. So, in addition to the hazards Kimiona was listing off, what people were doing was they were taking rocks in the area and making fire rings. Coral. And a lot of that stuff is where the bees make their habitat. So you can imagine the nest and the larvae and all this other stuff's getting burned right up. Yeah. And this bee is critically endangered. It's got three distinct populations on Oahu yeah. at best. On top of that, people were making their fires right up against the native plants. And yeah. burning it down, yeah. burning entire stands of native plants. Because the wind, it's we're right on the beach. It's so it windy, is. the flames are just being taken right over the uh, indigenous uh, plant life. So. Absolutely. And so, then the smoke. So the just when you there. add everything up, you're hurting endangered species. The baby seals are coming onto the beach. They could be rolling up on the nails. One they of could the be. Things, I mean, they could be going on the hot coals. One of the things we were doing, I've been doing the last two years, nighttime outreach walks. Yeah. I don't involve the police. I just talk story. And one of the nights I missed, someone burned pallets within 100 feet of a mother monk seal and her pup. What do you do? Nothing happened. What do you do when you are confronted with a group of college drunks 
which you have been. Mm-hmm. How does that situation work out? And you, you can go through your skimming because I know you had one too. Both of you guys talk about. Have you guys were on together in that experience, or have you no, done a separate? Times, ex- yeah. Yes. And you've done separate experiences. And yeah. usually when we're together, and, and when Micah was involved, I let them do the talking because they're a little bit easier that way. Okay. So Me, how I'm, does that interaction happen? You have to go with what works for you. I'm a, I'm not a big guy. I'm not an intimidating guy. Mm-hmm. So I have to use the friendly approach, the talk story approach. So. I pretty much start with the fact that, look, we got to put the fire out and we can't be having this. And this is why I tell them about our weekly work. Yeah. I tell them about the bees. I, it pretty much it turns a corner when they realize I'm not there to shut their fun down. And I want people yeah. in the audience to know this. We're not trying to shut parties down or the fun. Right. You can have a beach fire. In fact, we tell you exactly how yeah, to do it. Yeah, tell them about keeping their beach fun on. You never use pallets, obviously. What but are they you using? you got to contain it okay. inside a grill or something similar okay. and leave no trace. Right. Literally. Leave, doesn't mean you bury it and it's hidden. Leave no trace. That right. means you contained it and you LNT, took everything with that's you. that's a clear thing that most of us try to do absolutely right. yeah. and on top of that we're also doing invasive plant removals at these locations we've got kiave yeah. we're happy to share it just please contain everything Great burning and leave wood. no trace absolutely yeah yeah we'll, we'll do everything we'll work with you we want to make friends and just understand where we're coming from it's so easy to have fun i'll give you one example i mm-hmm. knew um thomas our friend he knew there was a party out there i've seen parties too hundreds of people and I go the next day, nothing's left behind. Mm. Had I not been told there was a party, I wouldn't have known. And yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah. Have your fun. Do whatever. Don't mess up the environment doing it. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. It's so, easy. So now that we're talking about that location, why is invasive plant removal and native plant restoration important? Why is it important to remove the invasives and plant the indigenous? I think one of the biggest factors in Hawaii's beauty is the ability to to just observe it's just the natural aspects of it and you know whenever we have invasive whether it be creatures or plants it devastates yeah just the natural things you know and it puts things out of balance yeah and so you know it could be something that just sucks up way too much water and now native plants that need that won't they have the opportunity yeah. or if it's a introduced bug species you know it can wipe out an entire species yeah. of plant and and those things just will it'll decimate these natural environments. Yeah, you I know, mean, it's like such this, a critically yeah. threatened environment already. Yeah, and when you start to throw in these invasives, you just take away the opportunity for native plants to thrive. And that's kind of what we're trying to do, right? We yeah. need that balance, and removing those native those invasive plants gives the native plants opportunity to thrive, and it brings back you know environments that native species maybe left because they can't they can't be there yeah yeah i mean at the lower levels you know you'll be going let's say you're doing a ridge hike or something you're going to be going through all the strawberry guava i mean that's a highly invasive that's invasive Mm -hmm. and now and now you're saying where are the indigenous birds well they're having to go higher and higher Mm -hmm. to get to the indigenous plant life to do what they're supposed to do right and this goes with also the species the you know the the animal species that are invasive they're wiping out the indigenous species absolutely um the snails you know and all these other species that are being wiped out by one or the other and um this and is, don't forget yeah. habitat loss habitat loss you is know, huge our overpopulation on certain islands and just yep. the the boom to build right exactly you got and anything to add Mike? i'll add to that too yeah. I, I would put the priority number one for all the stuff that you guys were just talking about ecosystem restoration but if you were someone out there who just didn't care about that or didn't want to care about it 
For the human element, we've seen benefits to that too. It's uh, that watersheds too, isn't it? I mean, it contributes to our watersheds. But even just enjoying the place, like for example, at Nimitz Beach, that area was so crowded out with invasive plants, they were just taking up all the space. Yeah. And not only could the native plants not thrive, but people were throwing rubbish inside there. It would mm, just grow and yeah, push yeah. everything out. And now the homeless that, people will also live in there too and, yep, and con- exactly. con- contribute to the trash. And so we come there once a month, but really a lot of the groundwork's been done by two amazing women, Judy and Heather. Mm-hmm. Every week they're going out there clearing the invasives staging it for city pickup yeah clean up the trash we have families coming back we have i saw for the first time a wedding on that beach Damn. one of our cleanup mornings Damn. never seen that no one else do it <laughs> did we contribute to that <laughs> we have we had a did we fisherman. get a check from that <laughs> yeah, we, <should. laughs> we had a fisherman who had been fishing there 30 years yeah. said that's the best he's ever seen it damn we have that's, so many that's all you need when you hear that stuff absolutely yep. that's that goes a million miles to hear yep. that stuff Damn, we're doing awesome stuff. We got one more question. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> How does so much rubbish end up on our beaches? Where does all this mi- microplastic come from? It's not yes. from. I, I don't think a majority of it's from here. You know, there there might be some truth in that. I think yeah. what we're finding a lot of. What are we finding? Finding a lot. Um, a few months back, we we found a huge melon tub. And when, when we trace back some of the language that was written on that, it came from an area in Japan. Yeah. Uh, it was an agriculture um, tub. You know? yeah. And this thing's 500 pounds. It's a huge yeah. jacuzzi-looking thing. And it's got invasive species on it, too. It has, Clams, it sure right? Does. Of, of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Barnacles, right? Barnacles some, and some stuff. Some yeah. barnacles. But, you know, I think um, it's safe to say that we are dealing with plastics, not just from fishing industry, but from just general waste as well. We find a lot of bottles. Yeah. Um, out there, we find a lot of. We um, haven't even talked about the nets, guys. No. Let's talk about what the hell's going on There's because a lot. Yeah. we haven't even discussed that, and that's a, that's like a huge problem, especially for wildlife. Absolutely. So let's talk about the nets and what's going on. I'll tell you about the one we found today during our. What happened? It was uh, tied to the pier. Um, a couple guys were able to lift it up onto the pier, and I got the truck to pull it out. Yeah. When we pulled it out, all these little baby fish were falling out of it. Baby trumpet fish, baby frogfish, Damn. crabs. They got and stuck in them. They get stuck in them, and unfortunately, other creatures, honu. Yeah. Monk seals, other things get stuck. The I just wh- saw the, the whale yeah. just recently in yeah. Maui. Lines and did rope, they get it? Did they get it? They off the got whale? it off, but it took a while and it got hurt pretty badly. Oh, so yep. we'll see if it survives. Directly. I just saw the worst. I just saw one of the worst group of pictures that I've seen. I'm sure you guys seen it. I think it was posted on eighty eight. It was posted somewhere. Right. Turtles, sharks, yep. fish, and that was illegal. What, that was an illegal local net. Yeah. Correct. Who the hell's doing this? It's. People who aren't being mindful of much other than themselves, unfortunately. I mean, are these nets that, are, that they put over and then they get, oops, they lose it. And it's just floating or what's going on? Or they put it out there to catch these things. Maybe not to catch those yeah. things specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's catching them. It is. It is. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, if you look at the regulations on lay nets, you can't just leave them out for hours no. and hours and hours and days and days. And sometimes that's what happens, right? What is the law? Because I heard that the... Okay, well, he's going, I don't know the law. I don't know the law. Well, listen, I know a little <laughs> bit about the law, and I know I know the, the Kanaka are the only ones that are supposed to be putting out, throwing out those nets and catching the smaller fish, no? We, Joe Schmo can't do it. I mean, I can't go out there with a net. You could. I could. I don't think there's a specific law that for, talks for about lay netting or lay nets. You have to monitor. You can't just leave a lay Correct. net. Correct. Why are you laying out those nets? For what? What, do, what am I putting a net out for? What am I looking for if I'm fish. doing that? I'm, look, I'm looking for fish. You're looking mm-hmm. for fish, yep. Okay. Specifically, do they say what things you can catch in the net? What things? I'm sure there's there's rules on this. There we are. don't and know. We don't know everything. But the the 
the eye holes in each net have to be a certain size size correct okay there's certain areas in the water you can fish certain years and cannot and also a few marine protected areas here and there which i'll be honest i think we need more of those yeah absolutely and then everywhere in the world you see them people everyone benefits you know fishermen at first might think they're losing space once that population in the marine protect area grows, they push out, and then all of a sudden you got these bigger fish coming out. Yeah. Yep. And it sustains itself. Why are you going out on a boat at uh, two in the morning to lay a net? Why would someone do that? Yeah. Sometimes. Um, are they trying to hide something, or are they maybe, actually? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, you know, it's hard to say. Because I, I, I think we all know what happened to uh, the cucumbers. Kiona, a few times. Right. Yeah. Can we explain what happened over there? Just. Yeah, we can. <laughs> Go I ahead. mean, who's you know, doing it? And we know who's doing it. Right. Okay. And and it, it's people who may not be completely um, aware aware of their impact or they actually know they're being aware and that's why they're doing it at night. Very possible. You know, taking advantage of it and and it's just not right practices. Yeah. You know, it's not Right, with the right intent. Are you guys covering that place now since those things have been happening? Definitely. And the community <laughs> has definitely <laughs> yeah, taken yeah, that, yeah, that ownership yeah. of, of really paying attention to those things. Yeah, with all these things, if I could define a trend that I've noticed in the yeah, five yeah, years yeah, yeah. doing this is, I think for the most part, people of all backgrounds are for the most part mindful, I would say. Okay. But I think there's definitely a very significant number of people who are just really not mindful, if not outright right. destructive. And it doesn't take many people to make well, right. bad stuff happen. But, but I'll tell you, it only takes like, there could be some people that are just ignorant of it, but there is that group is very knowing of what they're doing. Definitely. And they know In it's wrong. In every realm, whether it was the nature tagging we started off yeah. with. Or well, anybody that's tagging, man, they know they're doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just... No, I, I mean, in the realm of people who just don't care. Right? Yeah, there's just a I'm group of people that don't care. I'm saying there's a small number of people who fall into that. Yeah. For the most part, I think people are pretty reasonable. They're pretty Maybe right. there's right. some ignorance that needs to be corrected yeah, there, yeah, too. Yeah. Okay. You guys got anything to add? Because we've had a good show. It's I don't been wonderful. I, 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 I appreciate don't think this any, opportunity yeah, to yeah, talk with Yeah, it's been awesome. People. Yeah, I don't think it's any... I don't think we've... Did we skip anything? I, I kind of... We, we kind of laid it out. I, I just I hope we yeah. What do you guys have anything to say just about the organization and sure? And it's been proud to be a part of leading this organization, yeah. and I I want to continue to grow it. And it means having you, yeah. our listener, join us. So reach right out on. to us. We're happy to help. Yeah, anytime. And finally, you can get a hold of us. Where everywhere? Eightawaycleanups.org. Okay. And social media, just look up Eightaway Cleanups. Yep, on the same website. I'll have all the links at the top. We're yep. on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Twitter. Right. And if anybody wants to donate, contribute, uh, be a part, be a volunteer, get a hold of us. If you have skills, whether it's accounting skills or lawyer skills or any kind of skills, right. there's anybody that's inside the government. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we want to get stuff that done. That we can talk to. <laughs> get stuff done, get stuff moving. Right on. Okay, thank you, Kimiona. Thank you, Mike. Really appreciate it. You guys Thanks, are wait. awesome guys thank leading you. this organization. I really appreciate it. Okay, so here we end our show with a big shoot, and it's a long shoot. So are you ready to do that? <laughs> ready? We'll do our best. Okay, ready? Shoot! All right, that was awesome! <laughs> <laughs>
When you speak of Allah, it's all the above. But all the good, yeah? So that obviously a right way range. Aloha. Whether it's Pono, Mikai, still the same. I don't care how you look at it, it's still Aloha. Be Pono, be righteous. Aloha. 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 